What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We've got a great episode and a great guest today, Veronica Garcia Heller. She's the CEO and founder of BitLumens, a company whose mission is to bring off-grid electricity from renewable sources to rural villages in Latin America, applying blockchain and the Internet of Things. How are you today, Veronica? I'm great. Thank you for having me, John. Oh, it's thank you. It's really a pleasure. Oh, and you and I actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, a week ago over coffee. I'm so excited that you're doing so many amazing things, and I'm so glad that you're coming on today. So, Veronica, I only gave a little bit on your background, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, you know, where did you start your career, and how did you how did you found BitLumens? I mean, how did your career journey leads you to that. Absolutely. So um, I started at IBM Research Lab. Uh, before that, I was actually an investment consultant at mm. Credit Suisse and UBS. And I uh, got a little bit tired of banking and, and went back to university at the ETH in Zurich. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, focused on energy economics. Then I went to IBM Research Lab. I uh, did a lot of research on solar plants, mainly on high-concentrated photovoltaic thermal plants. Mm-hmm. It sounds all technical, <laughs> but it's actually very, very easy. Uh, it's a solar plant with two different outputs. Uh, we have a thermal output um, and uh, that we could use for desalination, uh, heating, and AC. Okay. And then we also have an electrical output out of it. And I really literally fell in love with renewable technologies. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then for family reasons, I had to move to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, here I worked for as an external consultant uh, for the World Bank, for the Inter-American Development Bank at the Innovation Energy Center, um, and also for companies like Castalia that do a lot of research for the World Bank as well. Oh, and great. there I, I, get, I, again, focused on mainly on uh, renewable technologies. I also focus on uh, the supply curve of renewable technologies and how we can actually um, satisfy the country targets. So each country has a particular renewable energy target. Um, and uh, to comply with it, we need a bunch of investments. So I was just quantifying how much investments we would need um, to actually comply with these uh, goals that each country has. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work with economic tools to uh, mitigate carbon emissions, oh, wow. um, such as uh, carbon taxes um, or uh, credit uh, or carbon credits. Sorry, and mm-hmm. uh, and then. You know, I decided to open BitLumens because I was also doing some research on the blockchain side. Yes. Um, So I started to put the whole infrastructure together. Uh, I'm working right now with solar home systems. So this is a solar panel with a battery, LED light bulbs, and people can actually charge their phones on the battery. So this is the very simple one and super small type of device that gives... um, users five to six hours of electricity a day oh wow um yeah and then we can also increase you know and have other applications such as tv and radios and all of this it's uh dc powered so you don't need an inverter and efficiencies are of course higher than if you would need uh to use ac as a current source 
Um, so this is uh, more or less uh, what what uh, you know how I decided to to open it. Uh, I just saw that the funds in big institutions such as World Bank uh, move very slowly towards the mm-hmm. areas that are needed the most. Um, I think it's way more transparent to use the blockchain for these use cases where you see where the funds are deployed, where are your machines located, how much are they generating, uh, how much are we actually mitigating in terms of carbon, and how we can verify these particular carbon emissions. Oh, that's fantastic. And one of the things that I think is so cool, because we hear about blockchain a lot, it's been all over the news, and it's often talked about with respect to the financial system with currency. But what I think is really neat is that the mission of your company is to apply this technology to electricity. So can you talk a little bit about the need uh, for greater electrical access in Latin American countries? Yes. So um, the need, it's it's actually huge. We have around uh, 1.2 million people that do not have access to the power grid in mm-hmm. Guatemala. Um, in uh, Honduras, it would be around 625,000. In uh, places like Panama, we have around 300,000, between 250 and 300,000. Wow. So, and, and the issue is that even though these are, you know, small countries, they rely on deforestation. So the impact it's on the environment, it's huge because uh, let's assume you... Um, uh, you would lighten uh, wood for about 24 hours. Uh, this will be equal to smoking 10,000 cigarettes, mm. more or less. Wow. And it contributes to um, black carbon emissions, which right. is um, actually right now, if we quantify that, it's about 20% more or less of the um, global warming effect. So, you know, there are a few things that we can all do. I don't think it's also big organizations that have uh, the responsibility to do it, but I mean, small startups too. And it doesn't need, my point is that you don't really need a huge um, investment for it. You can start with small pilots and then test. Um, And that's what we decided to do. You know, we want to reduce deforestation. So for that, we bring these solar systems and solar technologies into these areas that are, you know, farming areas mostly, um, where women farmers are using, again, wood or candles or kerosene and try to displace this with uh, new types of technologies. No, that's fantastic. But Veronica, I've got to ask you, I mean, you started out in investment banking. So what changed for you in terms of your purpose? And what would you say is your big why? So my big why, I mean, again, it would be, I'm, I'm an economist at heart, I would say, because economists um, manage resources efficiently mm-hmm. and allocate them efficiently as well. So when I see something that is highly inefficient, it really annoys me. So I decided, <laughs> you know, we have to uh, take a step forward and bring these new technologies that are super cheap to these areas that need it the most. Yes. Um, and uh, my biggest why is, you know, why do we need to bring new infrastructure into bigger, into cities that have everything already? Why not bringing it to these other areas where I know people pay? And the problem is that 
the perception of investors around the world, it's a little bit different to what reality is. Mm. You know, they think this is charity. And if I ask them, do you know how much they pay just to charge their phones? They charge, they, they uh, have to pay between eight and ten dollars. Oh, wow. Um, per month when we pay it's probably 10 cents per year mm -hmm. in a city because yeah. we have access to a grid uh, so ideally you know it's bringing this new type of technologies to these areas create autonomous type of cities because the technology again it's there and it's ready to be deployed we just need private investors around the world to really try to focus on climate change issues and take a step and very, very quickly. I mean, the concentrations in F of GH, uh, uh, GHG in the atmosphere, which is the greenhouse gases, are uh, increasing, you know, substantially. And, and I just don't see how we are going to commit with the Paris Agreement goals if we don't have private investments uh, flowing into um, these areas. Well, Veronica, thank you for sharing that. And it sounds like you have a pretty big why that you are taking on in this stage. So I think that's pretty amazing. So what would you say is the biggest challenge you face today in achieving that big why? Um, the biggest challenge is twofold. And to be very honest, I did not count on this at the very beginning. Uh, the biggest uh, issue I see is educated investors mm -hmm. around the world you know uh, i would go to impact investors and they would love the project but then they will ask me but what is the blockchain again mm. <laughs> you know and then i will go to the blockchain community and crypto community and they will ask me oh okay that's that's great but you know from the technology point of view but why are you going into farming areas again <laughs> and why women yeah so it's really very challenging from that point of view. Um, and uh, the second challenge I'm currently facing is uh, the, the communities. You know, it's mm -hmm. difficult to get access to those communities. It's not that you can just knock on the door and say, hey, I'm here and I have this new technology. Please try it. So it's an educational process. And that's what we are currently doing with uh, the women with whom we are currently working in, in Latin America. Wow. And you certainly have your work cut out for you. So, Veronica, what are some of the things that you're doing to tackle this challenge and move forward past it? Uh, well, very, very simple. Have a good group of uh, team members, you know, um, committed to the, to the cause. Uh, education and testing are key. I'm a big fan of testing. Mm -hmm. I don't like when people expect perfect solutions at the beginning i like small steps and you know if we need to do iterations we'll, we'll do it uh, in particular with the technology because blockchain technology it's not something that it's completely ripe uh, as you know we mm -hmm. have a lot of issues surrounding the technology such as scalability mm -hmm. uh, so we are doing rounds of testing with different infrastructures right now we are mainly using ethereum but moving forward, uh, we will see how we can test use, um, sorry, scale using other type of uh, infrastructures. Yeah. No. And also, one thing that I've got to point out, I mean, we're connected on LinkedIn. You are also. I mean, you're really hitting it hard just going to these, uh, you know, events all over the country, all over the world. So can you talk a little bit about that and and what your mission is as you're attending these conferences? 
I mean, the, the, again, as I said before, education is key, right? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's very important to go to those events to uh, really show my vision and show what I have done in the past and why I think it's important to move differently in the future. And that it's actually not that hard, you know? It just takes a lot of will uh, and, and, and I would say patience to go mm. uh, and, and deploy oh, and I- do what one has to do actually I love it what a great great lesson for our moving forward listeners well Veronica are you ready for the knowledge burst session of course let's do that I'm so excited (laughs) so excited to have you on so blockchain that that has become part of our lexicon it's something that we're seeing every day and it's becoming more and more part of the national conversation the small conversation at dinner tables what do you think is a good resource to start out with to learn about blockchain? Um, so I would definitely start with uh, Vitalik Posts. Uh, I just love whatever he produces. Um, Vitalik is one of the founders of Ethereum. Okay. Um, whatever he writes about, I truly follow because I think he's a pioneer uh, in this area. And there are some other good developers. I would not stay in in a general level, I would really try to dig in and put my, you know, roll up my sleeves and download a digital wallet, understand how the nodes work, understand that each of the uh, nodes will have a copy of uh, the transaction. Um, You know, I would just try to do as much as hands-on because when you read, it's way more difficult <laughs> to understand the, the concept if you have not done it. Yeah. So um, I would just download the Ethereum wallet. I would play a little bit around with, you know, buying uh, cryptocurrencies, going into the exchanges, understand how this works. Uh, I would just say it's more of uh, knowledge on rolling up the sleeves and doing it because... There is a lot of information out there, and it's quite tricky to understand. But the the way I explain it to my kids is you have a ledger, and each person in the in the network has a copy of the transaction. So it's very difficult to hack each machine, right? it's It's mm-hmm. almost impossible. So that's that's how I start to explain it to them, at least. Very, very good, Chair. Veronica, I'd like you to share, speaking of practices and habits, sounds like you've got some really good ones. Do you have a practice or daily habit that most people don't follow, but that you do and works really well for you? Well, <laughs> that's a very good one. Uh, it's, it's actually quite uh, difficult, but... The only thing I, I can uh, tell you from when it, when it comes to work, I, would, I love working uh, with different platforms. So my phone, my cell phone, it's basically my office. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, to be really practical, I would go into Telegram. I would go uh, and talk with my developers in Skype. Uh, I will talk with the designer in WhatsApp, you know, and we have all these groups created that actually make my life so much easier. Uh, So, I mean, yes, I'm a fan of emails, but I truly prefer uh, one-on-one interactions. They're much, uh, much more efficient, especially when you don't work with someone personally. 
Uh, well, let me ask you the flip side. So I, I also rely a lot on my phone. How do you balance that with, uh, you know, making quality time for yourself, for your kids, for the people in your life? How do you, mm-hmm. how do you, what mm-hmm. practice do you have to kind of shut that off when the messages mm-hmm. are still coming mm-hmm. in? Well, I mean, my kids are my bosses, right? <laughs> so I pick them up in school every day. Yeah. And I mean, I know that I should have at least two hours for them, you know, just to do homework, um, to have some quality time. I'm, of course, a great chauffeur, so I take them <laughs> everywhere. Uh, you know, so I think, um, so my kids are my jewels, they're my stability, my everything. So I, you know, to me, it's really important to uh, give them this this quality time. And at the same time, I involve them a lot in the project. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and yeah. that's, to me, an important piece because uh, my son is 14, my daughter is 11, so she will listen to me. They are great English speakers, not like me. No, no, I think you're <laughs> a great English speaker. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, and then I will tell her, okay, this is the speech I'm going to give. Do you like it? And she will tell me things like, you know, she will criticize me big time. Oh, like, mom, wow. you're giving too many uns in this sentence. Don't do that. You know, so I love it. It's it's more oh, involving them in my daily life as well. I think and that- so they can be part of that. Beautiful yeah. share. Well, Veronica, I'm excited to ask you so you know moving forward it's about making those small steps like you talked about what is one small step or choice you're making today to move forward uh well today it's um i mean like you're literal right today uh so today i'm i'm um, bringing out the smart contract and the deployment of the smart contract on ethereum uh, blockchain, so it's very exciting. Mm, congratulations! Um, thank you, thank you. And um, and I mean, moving forward, we are bringing in the digital wallet. Uh, we are bringing in the well. It's actually already in the app in uh, Google Play Store. Sorry, uh, and this is the application that our agents are using to have the KYC or know your customers of each of these women farmers on the chain. And this is important because these women can then use their data to either have a bank account or apply for a microloan. Oh. Uh, yeah, there are over 20 million devices in Africa, okay, solar home systems. And the issue is that these companies, they gather a lot of data, but they don't really give the final user the right to use the data. Mm. So what ends up happening is the end user will ask the company, please give me a piece of paper certifying me that I actually pay for my microloan of my solar home system. And then they will go into a bank and ask the bank to open a bank account with that piece of paper. So obviously, there are not a lot of banks that would accept that as, you know, background information. So I'm trying to automate all of that so we can also promote financial inclusion. So, you know, all these little steps are are key. So the application is key, the digital wallet is key, and the smart contract is also a very important piece of the whole uh, infrastructure. You know what I love about this? I asked you for one small step. You gave me about 20 that you're taking today. And and I just love your passion and enthusiasm for this. I'm so sorry. No, don't, don't apologize. I think that is amazing. And moving forward, listeners, what an inspiration that Veronica is. She's given you about 40 knowledge bursts out of three questions. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest 
along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Veronica, ready to do a little time travel? Of course, let's do that. Speaking of technology, we're going to step into our mythical time machine. We're going to set the date for five years from today. You're going to step out and meet future Veronica. Tell me who she is. Um, Well, she's working on mini grids. Um, She's working on machine-to-machine trading structures uh, to make, again, uh, amazing and autonomous cities uh, in rural areas. That's where she will be. Oh, fantastic. What a great, great vision. And you're taking all of those steps today to make that vision a reality, and I absolutely love it. Veronica, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the fantastic work that you're doing with BitLumens? Well, you can check our uh, website. It's bitlumens.com. We also have a good Telegram uh, chat group that it's uh, BitLumens News. Um, or in Twitter, you can check us out. It's again, BitLumens in Facebook, BitLumens, or simply you can drop me an email at info at bitlumens.com. Awesome. Veronica, I'd love to have you close out the show. So share some parting wisdom with our moving forward listeners. I think it's important that we all find our passion and that we apply it. And do not care if, you know, about criticism and if people think um, your solution, it's not good. If you're passionate and you really like it and you have done your research and you have done your testing, just keep moving forward. Uh, Do not get discouraged because it is not an easy easy piece to solve, you know, the the discouragement of uh, some, I would say many people think, we need to bring in perfect solutions. And I, again, try to emphasize that small steps are really very important. I love it. Veronica, what a beautiful way to end the show. I want to thank you so much. I know you are super busy, but I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to join us today to share some incredible insights on blockchain technology, your work with BitLumens, and some inspiration so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure, John. Likewise. And I encourage you moving forward, listeners, check it out. We'll have all the links and resources that Veronica mentioned. One more time, bemovingforward.com. Follow us on social media at bemovingforward on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.